you are listening to the Healthy Leader Podcast with Tracy Fisher, episode number 31. Welcome to the Healthy Leader Podcast, where it's all about optimizing your health, energy, and performance for your mind and your body. And now, your host, Master Coach Tracy Fisher. Welcome, welcome, and welcome. (laughs) I hope you are ready because I am fired up because I have some really good information for you today. Information that I have been using in my own life, and I'll tell you, it works. We are talking about emotional balance, and emotional balance is your ability to be in a precarious or chaotic or unbalanced situation or circumstance where you are feeling intense emotions and yet you still keep your balance, whatever that means for you. So as we begin, I want you to right now think about where you might need emotional balance. Where do you lose your cool? Where do you do things that in hindsight you think, shoot, I wish I had not done that. Where do your emotions hook you and throw you off balance? So I'll tell you, one of the reasons that I'm excited is because in the inner circle this month, we are focusing in on emotions and I personally have been working through some serious and intense emotions on my own. And I'll tell you what, every time we dive into a topic, I feel like the universe is like, okay, Tracy, you want to learn about emotions and how to balance them? Let me give you a few scenarios that will throw you off balance and have you practicing emotional balance yourself. And so as I have been practicing, I have come up with a technique that I want to share with you. And I'm really excited about it because it correlates to one of my all-time favorite things to do, and that is to work out, to move my body. And proper movement and the ability to continue moving and progressing without getting hurt is founded on your ability to balance It all starts with balance and being able to have the right posture and the foundation way before you start to exercise and add on to your movement. And that is exactly the same with emotions. So I came up with a way to think about emotional balance and to train it, (laughs) to practice it, to create it, to strengthen it that I think will be super helpful for you because it's been really helpful for me. So let me start off with talking a little bit about physical balance. And physical balance is foundational for all optimal performance and optimal movement along the movement spectrum, whether you are an Olympic athlete or you just go for walks after dinner. You basically all the time are working with balance. And to have optimal balance, you need both stability and mobility. So I'm going to geek out on you here a little bit in terms of talking about our bodies, so bear with me. Stability is your capacity to basically resist an undesired movement. So if you think about how your body might move on a roller coaster, right, you are creating some internal resistance as you're going on that roller coaster ride to create stability. If you didn't do that, you'd be tossed around way too much and you would get injured. So you brace yourself to resist some movement, and that's basically what stability is. It's not visible necessarily to people, but you are contracting certain muscles in a certain way and with certain timing to create stability. So when you can stabilize your muscles and your joints in an organized way, then you can produce organized and safe movement or mobility. And so 
balance is a huge part of that. And stability and mobility are the foundational pieces of that. So if you think for a moment about moving your lower body, let's say, and your hip joints, you want to have full mobility or range of motion, and you also want it to be stabilized. And when that's the case, your movements are organized, there's no pain, and you're able to move in the way that you want to. So you need stabilization and mobility around your hips and your knees and your ankles to be able to, let's say, squat properly. And then when you know how to squat properly, and that feels good, to progress, you might add weight for strength, or you might add repetition for endurance. And after a while, you might be like, okay, that's enough basic movement. I've got this. Let's make it a little more challenging. And an easy way to do that is by challenging your balance. And you can challenge your balance in a lot of different ways. And it is really good for you to challenge your balance because it keeps your body guessing and it forces your body to stabilize and mobilize and balance in new ways. You can do a movement pattern on one foot. You can close an eye. And as just a side note, you can tell I'm really into this, <laughs> is that right now you can do this every day when you are performing basic tasks like brushing your teeth. You can stand on one foot, you can close an eye, and you can brush your teeth with the other hand. When you do that, you create a proprioceptively challenging environment, which is really a fancy way of saying you've thrown yourself off balance and you have to adjust. And guess what that's like? Life. <laughs> Just when you think that you've got it going and your balance feels good, something happens. This is true because as you know, the only consistent thing in life is change. And this is especially important with people who are trying to create healthy habits. When they are in their quote unquote normal life, going to work every day, then it is easier to follow their eating, drinking, or sleeping plan, whatever it is for them. But then vacation comes up, a big project comes up, the board meeting is looming, inflation rises, the kids have the start of a sports season, Fill in the blank for how your life starts to feel off balance. And often we act like, what? What is going on? Why is this happening? This is too hard. I have too much going on. I cannot handle this. Just when things are going good, this happens. I had it under control until this. And we act surprised that airplanes are delayed or that people are not getting along or that the shininess of a brand new program or plan has worn off and now it's hard to lose weight or stop drinking or get up early or to complete our meditation process. And here's the thing. If you are leveling up, if you want to show up better in the midst of life, if you are leading others and you want to create a dream in your life, you are going to have to balance. That's never going to go away. It's basically <laughs> a requirement for optimal movement to create your best life. And so before you can even begin to train emotional balance, which is what we're going to talk about, you've got to recognize that it's going to need to happen, that it's really the nature of the beast and that you are the one who has 100% total control over it. You have all of the power to balance or to not balance. And this is key. It's not just key, it's fundamental. It's so fundamental that I dedicated an entire episode to it. It's the episode right before this one, and it's called Emotional Power, as in you have all of the power to control all of your emotions 100% of the time. And there's more to it than that, but if you haven't listened to that, I highly recommend that you pause here and go back 
and listen to that first because recognizing that it is you and not the environment that creates your emotions is fundamental. Recognizing your own power. You've got to know that you have that power to balance before you're able to even start training it. And then once you recognize that you are the one in charge, then you can train your emotional balance. And the way that you train your emotional balance is a lot like the way that you train your physical balance. So one of my very favorite ways to train physical balance, one of my tools of torture, <laughs> if you will, is something called a BOSU. And it's spelled B-O-S-U. And that stands for both sides up. Which means that you can stand on either side of this particular tool. And if you don't know what it looks like, you can Google it. And just in your head right now, imagine a big bouncy ball. It's called a stability ball. And cut it in half. And on one side is this thick, stable, strong platform. And then on the other side is the ball. It's a dome. And that, of course, is filled with air. It's like half of a ball, if you will. And so when you put the heavy, flat part on the floor, you can stand on the dome. And it takes balance to stand there and to not fall off at first because it's constantly shifting because it's filled with air. So to keep your balance and not fall off, you get to use your stabilizing and your mobilizing muscles at the same time. And as the air shifts in the BOSU, you need to be able to stabilize your joints and then also very subtly contract and release certain muscles in your feet, in your calves, and in your core. To keep yourself up now again when you stand on a bosu it's all you you get to practice the stabilizing and the mobilizing so that you can stay in balance to keep yourself upright and when you stand on the bosu <laughs> it's all on you you get to practice the stabilizing and the mobilizing so that you can stay in balance and after a while you may be able to stand on the bosu and from the outside it looks like you just start standing on a very stable structure you're totally balanced. You look like you are at perfect ease, but your body is still stabilizing and mobilizing internally. It's just doing it much more efficiently. It looks easy because you have trained it. Your body is trained. And now, if you want to, you can start to squat on the BOSU or start doing upper body movements, doing things that will add to a challenging environment. And all of it still hinges on your balance and your stability and your mobility. And of course, it's the same with emotional balance. It's an inside job. Nobody else can do it for you. No one can really tell that you're practicing until they see you move, until they see how you respond to certain unbalanced situations. And so you get to practice mental and emotional stability and mobility or not. It's totally up to you. So I have to admit <laughs> that I've taken a little liberty with this analogy. It's not precisely exact but I like it and it has really helped me because it helps me think of my thoughts and my emotions in terms of stability and mobility. And this balance, this invisible dance that goes on beneath the surface can feel confusing unless you have a way to think about it. So here is the gist of it all. And to make it work for you, I want you to just take a quick moment and think about when you feel emotionally off balance. And, and by that I mean, think of a time when you might act out or yell at someone or send off a snarky email and then right before that action, you know that you feel out of control. 
out of balance. Think about that moment. Or even there might be moments when you aren't acting out and you're controlling your movements, your actions, and you are sitting perfectly still in the middle of a meeting, but inside you feel emotionally unstable. You're seething. You can feel your blood boiling. And even though you're not acting out with anyone else, you can feel the rage or the embarrassment or whatever it is rising within you and you don't feel balanced at all, but that you actually are about to fall or lose it. So in those moments, that is the exact opportunity for balance in that moment, in the moments leading up to you acting out or in the moments where you are just feeling emotionally out of control. And in those moments, you have two distinct parts of your brain vying for control. The most primal part of our brains are wired for survival. And basically our brains evolved from the bottom up. So first we have the reptilian brain, the limbic system, that is basically responsible for helping our ancestors find food and procreate and survive. So I want you to think about that part of your brain as the mobilizer. It gets things done. It seeks out pleasure and it wants to avoid pain. And then as we evolved a region of the brain called the neocortex or the prefrontal cortex, which is located right behind your forehead, that evolved. And this stable brain <laughs> helps us to plan for the future, to make rational decisions, and it controls our emotions. I want you to think of that part of your brain as the stabilizer. It recognizes urges and desires and impulses and extreme anger and emotions and it has the capacity to witness what is going on in your mind and in your body and in the world. Now, in a perfect world, that stabilizing brain, that prefrontal cortex would be in charge whenever we want. It would make all of our decisions for us and that's not how it works. We are wired for stability and mobility and we need both of them. And we want both of them. We want the excitement and the thrill of new experiences and new love and growth. We want adventure in our lives. We want to be able to experience the full spectrum of emotions that this amazing life presents to us. And I think it's really interesting that often people will say, listen, I don't want any of the quote unquote negative emotions. I just want to be happy all the time. But I'm not sure that that's true. And if you think about it, do you want to be happy when something tragic happens? I don't. Do you want to feel satisfied when you know that you haven't reached your potential? I definitely do not. And if you have any doubts about how we as human beings truly are designed to experience and want a full range of emotions, then think about <laughs> Netflix and the movie industry and how we all voluntarily go and watch things that make us feel scared or sad or anxious. Why would we do that on purpose? Because as human beings, we crave movement, including internal movement and emotions. And just like with the BOSU, there is always this back and forth going on in our brains with the stability and the mobility within your prefrontal cortex and your limbic brain. So for example, you may have experienced this if you decided to cut down drinking during the week and then it's Wednesday, but it feels like Friday and you've had a really long day and somebody is like, hey, have a drink. The reptilian part of your brain, the limbic brain is like, give me the drink, mobilize now, seek pleasure, avoid pain and do it as efficiently as possible. And it's intense. 
It says you need to feel better right now. The stress is too much. The emotion is too much to handle. You deserve a break. You only live once. Come on, just have the drink. And then the stabilizing part of your brain is like, no, 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 no. Do not drink that. <laughs> you said you were not going to drink during the week. You know that you're going to regret it. You're going to wake up groggy and foggy. It's going to ruin your day. And then the mobility piece says, order it now. Do it now. Everyone's going to wonder why you're not drinking. And then the stable part's like, I don't care if they wonder. I need to keep my word to myself. And there's this constant back and forth. And it can make you feel like a crazy person. Like you are really unbalanced. And I want you to know that if you feel like that, <laughs> you are totally normal. Your brain has been trained to seek pleasure with a drink or dessert or whatever it is for you that you have the urge to mobilize towards. And nobody knows that it's happening underneath the surface except for you. And you certainly can feel the need to balance. You feel the stabilizer and the mobilizer, the limbic brain and the prefrontal cortex. And being able to balance that is challenging. So as we dive into how you can practice in that moment creating emotional balance, keep the idea of that BOSU in mind because the BOSU is designed on purpose to keep you shifting and growing and challenging. And so are these scenarios that tap into your emotions. And really, if you think about it, as a leader, this is exactly what you want. The ability to self-lead to create emotional balance in those private and quiet moments around your own habits and urges and desires and emotions is an amazing leadership skill that you get to use over and over and over again when the investor backs out and everybody's freaking out, when someone on your team quits and you're not sure how you're gonna fill the spot, or when the customer starts throwing insults again at your team, these are all examples of the world throwing you off balance. So being aware that emotions, negative emotions, are required in order to strengthen your emotional balance is really important. You have to have the challenging environment to improve your ability to handle it. And even if we might understand that inherently, it's really important to get this because one of the things that often happens when people start to understand that they truly are responsible for their own emotions is that they will either pretend that those emotions don't exist or they'll try to make them go away as quickly as possible. And so what we end up doing then is avoiding challenging situations. We say, oh, I'm not going to have that difficult conversation or I'm not going to go for that new position or I'm not going to try and be healthier and lose the weight or quit smoking or quit drinking because it's just too difficult and it creates emotions in me that I don't want to have and I know I'm responsible so I'm just not going to even try. They're basically saying, I'm not going to even try to balance on the BOSU. I'm just going to pretend like everything's fine, that my balance is fine and that I don't need to practice. Or when the emotions start to get rocky or start to feel too overwhelming, the other thing we do is we try to make them go away. And most often we do that by going the opposite way and figuring out what will instantly make us feel better. How can we do that? We eat, we drink, we smoke, we yell, we spend money we don't have, we engage in behaviors that we know are not good for us in the long term, but they help take away the emotion in the short term. And that's something that we call buffering. It's emotional buffering. And I'm going to talk more about that in the next episode. But the bottom line is that as a culture, we have pretty much unlimited access to all sorts 
of quick fixes that make us feel better in the moment. And we are reaching for those things even without realizing it. So instead of wishing it away or resisting it or pretending like our emotions don't exist, we want to know that they're there for a reason and we want to be aware of that reason and we can use them to help us practice emotional balance. So I'm going to give you a way to think about training your emotional balance in a way that feels safe and secure. And it's very similar to the way that I would help somebody train their physical balance. And so the first step is to choose a place to train. And that is to literally choose the environment in which you are going to train. So just like I wouldn't take a first time client and put them on a flipped BOSU on one foot, <laughs> I don't want you to do that to yourself either. Take some time to assess your emotional balance and where you are right now and where you'd like to start your balance training. Now, I already asked you to think of where you might lose your cool or feel out of balance emotionally. And so I want you to pick a specific scenario that you would feel okay in practicing with. So for instance, if you feel completely out of control with somebody who's in your office and you can't even stand to look at them and you go off every time you see them and you can't even imagine being level-headed with them, don't choose that environment. <laughs> don't start there. Pick something else. Maybe instead choose driving home and dealing with traffic. Maybe it's a specific light or how people are behaving in a specific area. Just choose a situation, an exercise that you feel like you can train successfully in, where you're going to be challenged, but that you feel like, okay, I can use this scenario and I can play with it. Okay. So do you have one in your head? Great. The second step then is to train when you find yourself in that environment. And this is where the bulk of the work takes place. And your emotional balance training is to stop, drop, and roll. Now that's easy to remember because we all learned that in fire safety. So your training is actually stopping, dropping, and rolling. And this is where I get really excited because it really is like physical training. Often when someone is doing something like staying on a BOSU for the first time and they're nervous and they're wavering back and forth and looking for me to hold their hand, I basically look them in the eye and I say some version of stop, drop, and roll, which might be stop resisting, relax into the moment, gently drop into your weight, slight bend in your knees and notice your body and roll with the air. It's not huge waves. It's a BOSU. It's limited. And by recognizing the situation for what it is and flowing with it instead of resisting it, then you can tune into your body and to your balance so much more. And the same is true with emotional balance. And so the recommendation that I have for your training plan during those strong emotions is to remember, stop, drop, and roll. And the first part about stopping is literally being able to stop, to mentally stop, to physically stop, and create some space so that you can witness that you are in the environment at that moment. Ah, here I am. I'm on the proverbial BOSU. This is where you recognize that this is your opportunity to train your emotional balance. You can't train it if you don't stop and see that you are there. And just by doing that, you create a little bit of space. And the emotion itself loses a little bit of hold over you. You're not consumed by the emotion. You're now witnessing it. And then the drop piece 
is to drop the resistance to the negative emotion and recognize it and accept it. Oh, this is my mobilizing brain that's trying to protect me and I don't have to follow it and I don't have to resist it. I just need to become aware of it. And also drop into your mind and witness the stabilizing and the mobilizing thoughts, the yin and the yang, that natural pull between your limbic brain and your prefrontal cortex. Notice the conversation. Notice the stabilizing voice and the mobilizing voice. The mobilizing voice is the one that wants you to move and to do something and to do it fast. It might sound like, I need to speak up. I need to say something. I need to interrupt what they're saying. This is ridiculous. And then the stabilizing voice, just wait, see what they have to say, let them finish. And then the mobilizing voice is, I'm so angry. I can't believe this. I just really want to punch the wall right now. The stabilizing voice, do not punch the wall. It will scare everybody. And then you're going to have to fix it. And the mobilizing voice, I can't stand this. I have to go. I cannot be here anymore. And the stabilizing voice, take a look at their face. See if you can stay here and be with this person and be present for them. Now, I'm just making all this up <laughs> off the top of my head. But you know what those stabilizing and mobilizing thoughts feel like and look like and sound like. And when you drop into your brain and your body, you really will be able to identify them and separate from them. And I think that being able to do that, especially when we're caught up in the moment, is one of the most difficult and powerful things that we can learn to do. And it takes a lot of practice. And that's why <laughs> I like this third piece of roll, as in roll with it, be present with it, let the emotion do its thing, and let it roll right away. I was just reading that the half-life of adrenaline in our bodies is about two to three minutes long. And there are studies that say that negative emotions in general last about 90 seconds in your body. So if you can roll with these thoughts and emotions and be present for about 90 seconds, you can watch it dissipate. That's how you train your emotional balance. You choose the situation that you want to train in. You train it with stop, drop, and roll. And then the third piece that I want you to have is action. I want you to think ahead of time of a specific physical action that you're going to take after you've done your emotional balance training. Have a next step. It's like stepping off of the BOSU and saying, okay, I'm done training. Now I'm going to go to the shower. Or I'm going to stretch or I'm going to do whatever. And for emotional balance, I want you to have that quitting time as well. It might be that you decide that you are going to excuse yourself and go to the bathroom or you're going to do some breathing exercises or you are going to close your eyes or you're going to count to 10 or you're going to go get a glass of water or whatever it is that you need to do to say, okay, training is over. Let me get back to being present to what is going on in my life. And this is really important because as we go through this process, it can feel like a never ending cycle and we can, and it can be very draining. So I want for you to come up with something that you are going to do that will end your training. So that's it. I love the idea of training emotional balance. I love that when you think of your emotions in this way, it sets the stage for how you truly can begin to train at the level you want to train at and to use your environment as a tool and to use your emotions to become aware of what is going on within you. And as you practice like this, you will naturally get better at it. I promise you, you will begin to notice your emotions earlier. 
And you will recognize that there's nothing wrong with you for having an emotion. And that in fact, it's an opportunity for you to learn how to manage your mind and your emotions and your actions. And you can do it with joy and anticipation and some curiosity. So thank you for your time and indulging me in this analogy. And I would love to hear how this works for you. And one of the ways you can do that is you can click on one of the links in the show notes and leave a quick voice memo. I listen or read all of them. And I would love to hear how this process works for you and any questions that you have or anything that you discover about balancing your emotions and specifically training to balance them. (laughs) All right. Thank you again. Go forth and create some serious emotional balance. Hey there. If you are ready to take your well-beingness to the next level, come visit thewellness.coach where I've got lots of free resources and make sure that you type in thewellness.coach, not.com, and I will see you there.